0: You are now listening to The Socks and Sandals Podcast Every time an independent A truly independent source Goes into the Portland Police Bureau We find chaos Just one of the people like just told to my managers Who like had fired me They were like Yeah, did you see Tevin's video it Was on Complex And he was like Man, dog, they sick, man yada, yada. And I was just like I was laughing Because it was just like You know, bro, like You know, God, God always got a plan. And so in that moment, I thought, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to sit here in the middle of this aisle in Target and talk to her and break down what is going on and why she believes that these white Barbie dolls are more valuable or should come home with us over these brown and black Barbie dolls. The Egyptian creation story is a very sexual one, Mm -hmm. and it talks of the god Creating himself through a sexual act with himself. So it's a masturbatory big bang, if you like. Like I never even hire coaches when I establish a program. I always hire mentors. First. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because a mentor gets the big picture. Coach might just get basketball. So I want I somebody that I and I want somebody that's about a whole life. I'm not the only podcaster out there. You're not the only marketer out there. Like there's a lot of people doing the same things. But the things that's going to separate you and I from the rest of the people is that we become our best selves and we just don't quit. So what is the gospel? What is the pure, unadulterated gospel? Yes, yes, and that is what I live by, because the moment this changes is the moment I'm leaving Christianity. Okay. The pure, unadulterated gospel, and I can say it in one sentence, but I'll elaborate. For sure. Is love God and do whatever the fuck you want. Up? I want to welcome you all back to the Stocks and Santos podcast where society, culture, history, and religion collide. And we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. It's your guy, Emmanuel. I'm back in the building in a in a different building. I'm in a hotel right now in Atlanta, Georgia, downtown Atlanta um, came out just for a few days to take my kids to their grandparents' house uh, on my wife's side. So they're out here visiting family. Uh, cousins stay right down the street, so uh just came to drop them off Putting in a little work in the meantime, so Voila, y'all getting an episode on the road I love this type of stuff, but uh, uh as I digress So tonight, today, whenever you're hearing this I want to talk about something um Just kind of piggybacking off of the conversation That I just had on the last podcast With the good brother, Max Smith, episode 168 defund ppb um he alluded to this and i'm just gonna dig into it he alluded to um a billboard that's been up in portland for at least a a week or two now and the billboard is very controversial i'm going to share my screen the billboard is very controversial uh because the messaging is just a little It's kind of goofy. I mean, lack lack of a better term, it's kind of goofy, man. So this is what it is. This is from www.thenohatezone.com, all right? Now it's a gun violence awareness campaign. For those that can see the screen right now, um, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, on IG, wherever we're looking at. As you can see, the picture on the left, it says the copy says, gun violence is a sign of self-hate. Destroy white supremacy, not each other. Um, so it says gun violence is a sign of self-hate on the top, and then in, in the in the middle, there is a hollow point bullet, self-defense round, looks like nine millimeter. And if you look closely in the bullet, it took me a few times. So I was like, why does a bullet look so weird? And if you look at it closely on <laughs> the shell casing, it's a picture of a slave ship, the inside of a slave ship. And if you look closely, you can see the people lined up in rows, you know, kind of stacked right side by side each other. How they were in a slave ship. And so (laughs) I hate to laugh. I'm not trying to make light of this, but it's it's funny to me when people like get overly artsy and overly poetic about a message. And it it doesn't need to go that far. Right. We're equating a bullet with a slave ship. But I'm going to get back to that. And then the the billboard that I've seen and, you know, that was being talked about on Twitter and just talked about, you know, just man to man. Um, The one on the right here says racism plus self-hate equals gun violence. Do the math. And so to the left, there's a picture of a black man. You can see half his head, half his face. You can see one eye. And then it has the copy. Racism plus self-hate equals gun violence. And then there's an old school revolver. Uh, on the right-hand side, uh, do the math, no hate zone. All right, so racism plus self-hate equals gun violence. Is that true? Uh, is it universally true? No. No. Does it apply when it comes to the black community? It's possible, but it's not universally, uniformly true. But it's this narrative that's been given to us as black folks. And then some of us choose to believe it and we lean into it. And some and also some of us may not necessarily believe it wholeheartedly, but we still use it because it's recognizable. But this is one of those things when I talk about you know, when you when you have a strategy of counter racism when you're trying to quote unquote destroy white supremacy, which is something I don't think you can destroy, but when you when I say when you're trying to counter white supremacy, you're trying but basically what you're trying to do is you're trying to solve a problem. But if you cause more problems in the process of solving a problem, you then heap more work upon yourself. And if you cause more confusion, then that you're doing the job of white supremacy because one of the main jobs of white supremacy is to cause confusion, right? And to delude the people that are being uh, subjugated and exploited, that they're not being subjugated and exploited. And you're actually doing, you know, you are are the problem, not us, it's you. You're doing it. It's self-hate, racism plus self-hate. So it's kind of me, but it's kind of you, right? So um, it's... uh, so this, so this message, I, I kind, not I, I get there. I get there the, the gist of what they're trying to say. Like I, I kind of get the spirit of what they're trying to say. They just want black people to stop committing crimes against each other. I get it. I get that. But to say that racism plus self-hate equals gun violence, come on now um that's not a real equation talking about do the math like all right so but let's let's read into it right because we i can say whatever i want to say i can talk slick or i can disagree and, and there's nothing wrong with disagreeing but um let's read the copy on the website motivation behind the gun violence awareness billboard campaign so let's dig into this once again the no hate zone go ahead and check it out for yourself um But also while we're here, while you're listening, while you're watching, let's check it out. So it says back in the 1930s, Carter G. Woodson, author of The Miseducation of the Negro and the pioneer of what has become Black History Month, noted that America's historical and present prejudice against black people is the worst sort of lynching. That's because almost everything we are all being taught about who we are is through a white supremacist, capitalistic, patriarchal frame of thinking. I can dig that. I can dig that. I I can pick up what you're putting down right there. All right. So this this indoctrination becomes a form of unprocessed trauma that is then internalized. No matter what race or ethnicity one subscribes to, and is unconsciously transferred from generation to generation. Okay. Black on black violence then reveals itself as a symptom of an ingrained unworthiness and self-loathing that is reinforced within society, schools, communities, and sometimes even within our own families. Now, this is where they lose me. And I think they lose a lot of folks that are that don't like the messaging of once again, what does it say? Exactly. Racism plus self-hate equals gun violence. So what they're trying to get at is black on black violence. And it's I feel like this has been said so many times over, but we're dealing with it. So let's reiterate it. There is no such thing as black on black violence. It's. The way that is phrased is as if it's some unique thing that black people happen to kill other black people. No, we all know that people, whoever they're, whoever they live around, whoever, those are the people you're going to have conflict with. And so if you live, if you're black and you live around black people and you have conflict with black people, they will be the object of high levels of conflict, which could end in murder. Same thing with white people, same thing with Asians, same thing with Hispanics. So black on black violence is not some unique thing. However, if you're born and raised in America and you've been inundated with that message, you might believe the message. And then you're perpetrating that message as if it's some unique thing, but it's not. And this is the problem with this messaging. And so to say that like on black violence then reveals itself as a symptom symptom of ingrained unworthiness and self-loathing that is reinforced within society schools communities and sometimes even with our own families so it's like it's one of those things it's like a a diagnosis that nobody asked for right it's this diagnosis that nobody asked for but now everybody identifies with it because they can they know what what it means and it's been shoved down their throat so much that they've accepted it we and this is this is causing more problems in the process of trying to solve a problem like now the person that put this together i don't think that they meant anything bad by it and they have any ill intent but it's it's problematic for a reason right um let's continue to move on so as a university oregon doctoral candidate i have been doing research for years about the symptoms and effects of internalized trauma particularly on black youth through this billboard campaign i want the imagery and words to remind the black community of woodson's words if you make a man feel that he is inferior you do not have to compel him to accept an inferior status he will seek it for himself now you know that's a great quote very poetic and of course um all due respect to the ancestor one one of the things that i've learned and i want to share this with y'all as well and uh, let us all reflect on what we learn and how we learn and how we process what we learn. Now, there are a lot of people that we quote, a lot of great people that have done a lot of great things. Everyone's ideas are not applicable and everyone's ideas are not universal and everyone's ideas do not last, okay? yes, Carter G. Woodson is the man that is responsible. He created Negro History Week and that turned into Black History Month. But every word that comes out of his mouth is not, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not necessarily applicable. And so what I'm getting at is, you know how like, it's like for me, I come from a Christianity background. And so I've been. it's been impressed upon me that every time I kind of come into some type of knowledge and or read something uh and it kind of inspires me i want to latch onto that and i want it to be true and i go straight to the level of being a fanatic about that which i read and that which speaks to me right and so even when i left christianity i was like trying to fill that hole of man i need something to believe in and then i i got hooked on to the hebrew israelite religion and i'm not saying it's wrong but like I just wholeheartedly believed because it resonated with me, not necessarily because I knew everything that I was reading and I, that I knew the doctrine wholeheartedly. But what I heard when I heard even a little bit, I was like, it's all good. <laughs> right. And so what I'm getting at is and even when I read like other books, like I'll read something about quantum physics I'm like, "Man, I really like that. That's the truth and I had to step back. I was like, yo, I don't have to be dogmatic about everything just because I like something or someone. Every word that they say, it's not necessarily going to apply. It's not the wholehearted truth. Like I was listening to um, a speech by uh, Malcolm X. It was like an hour and 20 minute speech, powerful speech on just the, the foundations of humanity. Now, it's theory. It's it's stories that were told and you know by elijah muhammad and so on and so forth but it sounds good and it sounds compelling and i want to believe every word that malcolm is saying but then i had to think about, i was like i can't i can't just take this in i can't take theory as truth it's just theory and i know for a fact that later on in malcolm's life he didn't believe all that stuff that he was saying right but when you hear him talking to certain things it's like yeah that makes sense okay man maybe that is true and I don't think Malcolm is lying but it's like we just take it so I say all that to say I'm not trying to blow up this part too much but okay Carter G Woodson said if you make a man feel that he is inferior you do not have to compel him to accept an inferior status for he will seek it himself I mean maybe maybe for maybe maybe for some but not for all right so to use that premise as reason why you build this campaign off of that like all right whatever so but it's the context of the story and the context of why he created this campaign the way that he did um and that man is i'll get to him later after we get to the end of this so he said i also want and this is going back to reading the paragraph. I also want all people, but particularly the black community, to understand that the only way for anyone to free themselves from this self-perpetuating form of colonization is to recognize the suit. First of all, self-perpetuating form of colonization. Like we have to. Listen, listen to to the weight of the words. What does that mean? We're comparing the author of these words is comparing basic conflict. Now, the loss of life is not something to make light of, but it's it's going to happen. People are going to have conflict. This is, you know, the, the country. Second Amendment is the Second Amendment. People have the right to bear arms, and even those that don't have the right to bear arms, they're gonna find somebody else's arms and they're gonna bear them, all right? And those arms ain't gonna be in hibernation all winter. Like it's summer, the sun is out. Even in the winter time, in January, 2020, shootings was up like 200, 300%, but that's neither here nor there. What I'm getting at is we're just talking about gun violence. I mean, that that that's it. Now you say gun, fi- gun violence, And you compare that to colonization. What are you talking about? Like, seriously, what are you really talking about? Why are you conflating? Like, I get when people are trying to make a point, but your point has to be coherent and and you're creating more problems by way of trying to solve a problem. That's not good. That's confusion and it's conflation. Do we really want to talk about colonization? Because colonization was a beast. Colonization wasn't just shooting people in intertribal conflict or, you know, one tribe with another tribe. No. Colonization is one group of people from a different country going to another land, subjugating, exploiting and if the if that group, that other group wasn't willing to take the subjugation and the exploitation, then they would be exterminated. And then the, the people from the faraway land come over and take over and institute their language, their laws, their religions, their customs, take the kids away, put the kids in schools to civilize them. And it, I mean, come on, bro. Like, that's that's colonization. Now, just inter you know inter community conflict and gun violence. It's not colonization. So I don't want to beat a dead horse, but once again. <laughs> I also want people, but particularly the black community, to understand that the only way for anyone to free themselves from this self-perpetuating form of colonization is to recognize the soup we are all swimming in. And for and for each individual to decide to make different choices as freedom of one's mind begins with the healing of one's own heart. So the freedom of your mind begins. with. Healing. I, I agree with that. The freedom of your mind begins with the healing of your heart for like knowledge is power and information constructive information is power information that helps you solve problems for yourself and your family and your community that is powerful but to conflate gun violence with self-colonization come on man this is getting getting too spooky with that all right uh too far all right so finally says uh the inspiration of these works began with an invitation from dr s renee mitchell to create visual pieces to accompany her poetry knowing that the messaging would be addressing black on black gunfire there we go again black on black i decided the messaging on this subject that i'd be seeing that that i've been seeing for the past 30 plus years would not suffice in the spirit of renee's words i chose images And subject matter that I believe touches on the core of the issue at hand. That is the calculated manifestation of an environment of self hate. Okay. Um, It's vital that the individuals involved in this ongoing cycle of violence be reminded why they aren't responsible for assassinating. why they weren't responsible for assassinating imprisoning or exiling our black civil rights leaders neither did they decide to run freeways through their own neighborhoods and they certainly didn't decide at a governmental level to introduce crack cocaine into the black into black and brown neighborhoods in the 1980s that set in motion this 30 plus year cycle of violence they find they find themselves in today Each and every egregious affront mentioned above was a systemic decision targeting Black communities throughout the United States. The foundation and perpetuation of this systemic oppression, systematic oppression, is white supremacy. So I agree with that part. The foundation and perpetuation of this systematic oppression is white supremacy. Period now when we're talking about gun violence in the in the black community it did come like you said 30 plus years ago started in the 80s for the most part not to say that you know cats wasn't shooting each other um before then but like violence rose as you know drugs crack crack epidemic like he spoke of when that flooded our communities which was which was by design and that tore the black community apart Right. No doubt about it. So um, once again, the foundation and perpetuation of this systemic, systematic, keep saying systemic systematic oppression is white supremacy. It is my intention to remind the black minds inside these black bodies. That's another thing about academia. Stop saying black bodies <laughs> like just stop, just stop. We don't say white bodies, we don't say brown bodies. We don't say, like, it's just so weird. Black bodies, black people, we're people. Don't just say we're bodies. Like a body almost insinuates there's no soul there's no life form in it. Like a body is just, just that, just the body. Like humanize the body, you know what I mean? Animate the body, this is a whole living soul person. Black people, black souls, okay? No, just not just bodies, come on now. that's that's my gripe with academia. They they've been getting that off for at least a decade, and it it gets on my nerves. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's cool, but it for it works for whoever, but it just gets on my nerves. So um, it is my intention to remind the black minds inside these black bodies that they that they may think that these bullets fly because someone snitched or even killed a loved one. I'm suggesting that this is not the reason you're shooting. But instead, a symptom of the environment you find yourself in. Broaden your gaze, my brother. Only then you will be able to do the math and exact the change we need. All right. So this is art by Elijah Hassan, inspired by him studying S. Renee Mitchell. Okay. so let me get into that that last sentence there. I'm suggesting That this is not the reason you're shooting, but instead a symptom of the environment you find yourself in. Now, we grow up in, in an environment and then eventually if we don't vet our own ideas and we don't just check who we are and how we're moving, our environment lives in us. That is true. Very true. Right? So if you grew up in an environment of lack, of poverty, of um, having to just be in survival mode, then you grow up and you still hoard, you still think this might be your last, or you you think in the short-term mentality and you don't think long-term because everything that you've seen around you, everybody that you've seen around you has died young. Uh, has went to prison, um, has not flourished in an older age. So you don't see things getting better for you as you see life progressing. You only see things getting worse, right? Um, If you grew up in that type of environment. And so when it comes to something like that, that that is a thing, right? But that doesn't mean that you hate yourself. That just means you're growing up in, in survival. Black people, once again, are not the only people that happen to have conflict and then kill those that they're in conflict with. And you typically have conflict with those that are in close proximity to you. That is not a race thing. And if we're talking about race, we all know some of us don't. But race is a social construct and everything that we know about race has been created. And we don't we don't have to go by that. We don't have to buy into the dogma of race, right? Because if that's the case, what do you call uh, people in Mexico that suffer from gun violence? Is that self-hate? Do they call it brown on brown violence? What about people in Finland or Norway or Ireland that suffer from gun violence? Is that internalized self-hate when they kill each other? No. But it's something that we have accepted, something that we put on ourselves as black folks, because, and we put it on ourselves because it's been given to us. Like it's been introduced into our mind and introduced into academia. And we repeat it so much that we believe it now. And we, we apply it especially to us. Like how wild is that? Do people in Venezuela say, like, man, all these all this violence, man? This is this brown on brown. This Venezuelan on Venezuela, man, all y'all Venezuelans hate yourself. Y'all, y'all want to be Brazilian, don't you? Like, dude, you see how you know, silly that sounds? All oh, these these Colombians, man, shoot. This, this Colombian on Colombian, this brown on brown. Like, it's just you, you see where I'm going with this. Yes. What's happening in black communities, especially impoverished black communities, impoverished white communities, impoverished uh uh um Hispanic communities, impoverished countries. I mean, what's happening in in, in Palestine in Israel. Right? Like, that's not Come on now. In Turkey, in Pakistan. Is that because of self hate? But with black people, we put it on ourselves as self hate. We got to stop perpetuating this lie. Conflict is conflict. Poverty is poverty. Lack is lack. All right. It's pretty simple. Now, when we think about. shootings, there have been 194 mass shootings in less than five months. So in March 22nd, when 10 people were killed at a supermarket in Boulder, Colorado, was that self-hate? Was that self hate? Or was it just a troubled individual? Right? We have to think about the way that we're talking about ourselves, the way that we're thinking about ourselves. Maybe, just maybe, just throwing out a suggestion, maybe the self hate is thinking that when black people kill each other, That those folks that we're on the outside looking in like, man, my people, we hate ourselves. Maybe it's you projecting your self-hate on that person. Or maybe it's you feeling, feeling ashamed, but to disassociate yourself from the shame of someone from your group committing that crime, you say, oh, well, they just hate themselves. So it's them that has a problem, not me. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Also, on May 9th, Mother's Day, six people were killed at a birthday party in Colorado Springs. Um, They didn't necessarily release the identity of the gunman. um, But. The six, I think there were six that were, yeah, there were six that were killed. I think that there was a seventh victim. I guess the seventh victim was the shooter because the shooter, uh, it was a murder suicide, but the six folks that passed, you know, rest in peace. Um, it, it appeared just by the, the names, first and last names that they were Hispanic, right? was that but do we categorize that as self-hate do hispanic people suffer racism yes if a hispanic man killed six people and himself is that is that self-hate right like that's that's what i'm getting at with the billboard is it universal does it apply to everybody if it only applies to you and your group, and you didn't start the narrative that came from an outside group, why accept it? We don't have to accept it. We don't have to, we don't have to perpetrate that messaging to ourselves, right? March 15th, a lot of us heard about this one. Um, eight, Eight people killed at three spas in the Atlanta metro area. And that was a white man and he targeted um, Asians and that kind of fed into the stop Asian hate campaign that's been going on in the bill that was signed into law by Joe Biden. So the white man, I guess because it wasn't white on white, quote unquote, because it wasn't his own community. Then I guess that wouldn't count in this equation but it does say racism plus self-hate equals gun violence. So, this was a racially motivated killing. It seems. And so there is there's two sides of racism. There's the perpetrator and there's the victim. So the perpetrator was racist. Did he hate himself? Too? Like it has to it has to apply cuz what I'm getting at is There's a lot of gun violence going on in America, not just black communities, but we as black folks, sometimes we only focus on that which we can identify with. But we have to know, yeah, it's happening in the black community, but we're not the only ones. And I get the messaging. You just want to do what's best for your community and you want the violence to stop. I get it. But to just throw out the messaging that gun violence is a sign of self-hate, destroy white supremacy, not each other. I mean, come on, man. I get what you're saying, but this ain't it. This is not it. And the response of the community, I believe, lets us know that this is not it. Putting the image of a slave ship on a bullet come on man it's over the top it's over the top but as i digress i i just wanted to uh i wanted to touch on that i wanted to break that down and give full context to the to the campaign because a lot of us don't know i mean honestly um until i looked this up i didn't know that a uh a black person a black man made it 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 seemed because it the the messaging seemed racist (laughs) right so i'm like man what anglo-saxon individual put this together but it wasn't a european it was a looks like an african-american black man now the organization um This is the face of the organization, Sam Sachs. Don't know the man, never heard of him, but um, this is the the face of the organization. So take it how you want to take it. But, you know, the person who put it together, the black man, and I'm I'm surprised. But with that being said, let me know what y'all think. How you all feel about it. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts. I would love to engage with you all on what you think about this campaign. So hit me up, email me, socks and sandals podcast at gmail.com. Hit me on Instagram, Socks and Sandals Podcast. On Twitter, you can find me at Socks and Podcast or at SXSNDLS. And once again, this is the Socks and Sandals podcast where society, culture, history and religion collide. And we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. views. at y'all next time. Grace and peace.